the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to feel the power with Hurricane Hotline. You think football is fun? Uh, yes. Hosted by Dave Bristow and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now. 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth. Thank you very much and a pleasant good evening, everyone. We're live from Buffalo Wild Wings, where we are set for another edition of Hurricane Hotline as the Manatee Hurricanes coming off a disappointing game Friday night against the Riverview Rams, falling to Riverview 42-33. to And joining me, as always, Manatee head football coach John Booth. John, I know uh, it was kind of... Uh, well, uh, it was a surprise, no doubt about it, because I don't think anybody expected uh, Riverview to come in and, and play the way they did, and uh, they took control of the game kind of early, and we were just never able to get over the hump. Well, yeah, um, disappointing, to say the least, uh, in, in the per- performance Friday night. Um, I think that the, the biggest thing is, you know, when we look out there, we, we, we couldn't get enough stops. We uh, you know, they, they converted two, way too many third downs and a couple fourth downs early. We couldn't get enough stops um, defensively to get some momentum swung, um, you know. But uh, bottom line is we've got to play better. Yeah, and, you know, it seems like when we were able to get a stop in the second half, then we weren't able to, you know, make the plays we needed offensively right. to go. It was like, okay, now we got our chance. Now we got our chance. Right. And we got good field position mm-hmm. because they tried a, an onside kick or two. Right. And uh, that didn't work. And I, I really felt that we were just going to turn the corner. We were going to turn the corner, but just never happened for whatever reason. Yeah. It, it, and, uh, you know, a lot of that second half, I, I kind of sense some, some frustration where, you know, it, it almost a little bit of panic where we're, we're pressing a little bit too much offensively where we – uh, almost felt like we had to make a play, um, you know, with, with some form or fashion. We had to get the big catch. We had to get the big throw um, and, and kind of pressing a little bit too much instead of just allowing the game to kind of settle in uh, just because of the, the way the flow of the game was going. And, um, and, and unfortunately, we just weren't able to make that play. Yeah, and, um, you know, I know everyone obviously is disappointed, but no one any more disappointed than you or the players and there were some bright spots. I thought, uh, you know, offensively we did roll up quite a few yards, especially in the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and defensively, I thought we did make some key stops mm-hmm. in the second half. It just we couldn't put the offense and the defense together. Right. And, you yeah. know, hey, what do you – I mean, <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it now other than just study what happened. And, uh, and, and I right. did do that a little, John. I went back and I thought, you know what, let me go back and look at – the, the games that I thought the defense played really well, uh, the Armwood game, the Palmetto game, and then, you know, uh, the last couple of district games I thought we played well. And there's just a real difference, um, mainly just kind of getting off a block and flying to the ball and, 
and not letting the ball carrier come to you. Well, and that was a lot of it. Um, I don't think we did a very good job on perimeter blocking offensively. Uh, we weren't able to get any of our outside perimeter runs going. Um, right. And, and, and really, they, they took a page out of Venice's playbook on how they uh, – they attacked us defensively, pinched a lot of their, their D-line and their ends in particular, which forces a bounce out on the perimeter. Um, our number two receivers, we needed to do a much better job um, out there blocking and, and shielding those guys from crashing down and being ultra-aggressive. Uh, we didn't do that very good, and, and uh, we, got, we, we got into halftime. We ended up moving Javaris Polak to that position because he's our best blocker. Um, however, when we go to a three-by-one formation, he's more of the inside guy running our bubbles. And so we said, well, let's make this change so we can get at least a perimeter run. And we ended up moving Tariq to the, the inside, who caught a, you know, who, who took a bubble 78 yards for a touchdown. Uh, so we, we got a little bit better in the second half with that. Uh, but, you know, it just it was kind of too little too late uh, with what we were trying to do um, with our perimeter blocking. Javarius Pollock did have an excellent game, and he is one of our players of the game on along with Quay Mays on defense. And we'll welcome in now Walt Smith, defensive line coach. And uh, darn, Walt, would have liked to have you here uh, a little better conditions than this. But, uh, you know, again, you, you can't go back. You can't go back. Now it's just full speed ahead, I guess, right? There we go. Oh, thanks. Okay, we got it. Yeah, Dave, we just got to keep looking forward, and we got to keep working hard and, uh, you know, working on the things that, uh, you know, we fell short on Friday night and uh, just work on, you know, getting off the ball, taking taking our yard, just making things happen in the middle and uh, and wrapping up. You know, we missed a lot of tackles Friday yep. night. Yeah, I saw one play in particular where the quarterback was probably just a yard or two beyond the line of scrimmage. This was fairly late in the game, and we had two players just right there, but just kind of hesitated a little bit and it let the quarterback do his thing and he got through it and he ended up gaining big yards and you know you hesitate on defense and you're in big trouble that's that's a fact so how has the team responded john i know that um you know i i imagine they were a little down uh, yep. yesterday and uh, you know our you know, look, the season's all right there still. I well, mean, it is, and, realize and, that. and that's what and that's what we we talked with them about yesterday. And, and uh, yeah, there there was a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit of a hangover, I guess, uh, from from Friday's game. And, and you know, I told them, I said that that's actually okay, you know, because we can use that frustration as motivation to we got to work harder, we got to get better. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that we are still in the hunt right now. We've got a three way tie uh, for the top of the district. And, um, you know, so we're still fighting to uh, potentially win the district championship. Uh, we're still fighting to, to get into the postseason. And so we've oh, got yeah, we we to win th these next two games. And uh, I told the guys after practice today, you know, we're in playoff mode right now. The, these two next two games are must-win games. And so we've got to continue to prepare, continue to work, and, and, and be engaged with, with what we're doing. This season uh, isn't over right now. I, you know, I'm not one that looks for excuses. However, do you think that the way we have just cruised through district play, do you think at some point it might seep into the back of uh, some of these players' heads that, uh, you know, it's it's been easy, it's been easy, and all of a sudden Riverview came out and kind of punched us? Well, I hope not because Riverview was coming in playing well. Um, and, uh, you know, we you can look and compare scores, and, yeah, they lost to Palm Harbor or whatever. But they're coming in playing pretty good football, and um, you know, and and 
everybody, and what I stress to our kids is everybody looks at our game as a state championship. Right. They want to knock us oh, off no every single that. game. And so we've got we've to anticipate that, it. and we've got to match that, not only match it, but be better than that. So we've had to bring our intensity every single every single week because teams are going to want to knock us off. And we've got uh, a Newsom team that's going to be playing Sarasota Riverview um, this week. Uh, on Friday, we've got them in two weeks. And so they're going to be fighting to stay alive here pretty soon uh, in two weeks. But we certainly, we're going up to, to Riverview this week. Uh, who's hungry for a win? They got uh, a w- big win against Alonzo last week. And well, they're truth hungry be for told, one. they're still technically in the playoff race. Yeah, absolutely. If, if, if they win their last two games, they'll have three defeats. And if some things happen, you'll have a ton of teams with three absolutely. losses. Absolutely. So We're um, still early in this district race. Because of how big we are, how big the district is, um, you know, so it, it, it's still it's still kind of up for grabs, and everybody's still hungry, everybody's still playing. You know, that's an excellent point too, John. That's something that sometimes, you know, I I just it's remiss on me the fact that uh, we do get the best shot from these teams, and it happened down in Venice that they were so fired up, and uh, I mean they may well, have beat us. The, the, a a perfect example, and, and and give Todd Johnson there, the Sarasota Rivers head coach, great. Great person, great guy, but great coach great as well. Um, you know, he ended up getting Gatorade bath after the game. Yeah. And uh, that was a big, big win for them. Um, and and uh, they were hungry for that game. And, uh, you know, unfortunately we didn't match um, that level of intensity and, and, uh, and certainly execution as well. I talked to Coach Johnson before the game because I've known him since he was at Riverview mm-hmm. in high school, and, and he got named to the Powell Bowl, and I ended up uh, talking to him about, you know, about UF and everything because he mm-hmm. ended up at UF. And he was, and, and he's a genuine guy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not a BSer. He's, you know, he told, he goes, man, he goes, you guys, you, I don't know how we're going to cover your speed. And, mm-hmm. and he wasn't he wasn't pulling a Lou Holtz, right. I could tell. <laughs> And, um, you know, and I, and I just, after the game, I was, you know, I, would, I just felt horrible that we lost. But, you know, the only silver lining was he is a really, really good guy. Yep. And he's he struggled down there to turn that program around. Right. And uh, th- this may do it for him. And I think it's healthier around here when, when Riverview is good. Sure. You know, and I think um, we need that. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate, but hopefully – you know, Manatee will realize, our players will realize that, man, every game, if we don't play well, we got a chance to lose. Now, it's interesting, you know, you talked about Newsom. I really feel Newsom has a shot this week Absolutely. at Riverview. And because, you know, there's going to be a letdown with Riverview. There just has to be. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's human nature. You see it, in, in especially in football. Sure. Um, so I, I fully expect Newsom to go down there, and that be a very close game. And yep. would not be surprised in the least if Newsom wins that football game. Right, and, and you know, that's a little bit of the help that we need uh, as we kind of go down the stretch here the last couple weeks of our district play. Um, we've, we've certainly got to win out and uh, need a little help from Newsom. Uh, if we are able to win out, Newsom's able to knock off uh, Sarasota Riverview, then we could, you know, then we'll win the district. And yeah, we would be the district. And that's, and that's what we're shooting for. And if, in fact, Riverview does beat Newsom this week, then we went out, we're the runner-up. Mm-hmm. That's the right. way that works right. too. So if you win out, you're going to be in, right? <laughs> and right. Um, that's what you got to get across. Now, well, it's been—I know it's been a challenge for you this year with the defensive line because uh, we've got some young kids playing up there, not a ton of experience, don't exactly have the the D1 players 
uh, lined up like we've had in the past. Talk a little bit about the defensive line and, uh, you know, some of the positive things that you've seen come about. Well, uh, we do have some young players on the defensive line, and we also have some players that haven't had a lot of game experience, you know, varsity game experience. But, uh, you know, Carter's a sophomore, yeah, and he's really stepped up. Uh, you know, this was Quay's, you know, first year back, you know, at Manatee. He's really stepped up, you know, this year. Uh, you know, Kivas, you know, some of the other players that, you know, that we've had in there, you know, they, they really have uh, they really have stepped up and they've overcome, you know, some of their lack of experience and some of their lack of, uh, you know, big game experience. I look at Kivas and Kivas Kennedy we're talking about. I look, when I was looking back at some of the game film, I think his only problem is consistency because, oh, my gosh. Sometimes I'm watching and, and I'm thinking I'm seeing some of these guys from the past that have gone on to, to play big-time college football. And then other times, okay, you know, it looks like he's still got some work to do. And I guess you could say that about our whole defense consistency. But him especially, just because he looks so good sometimes, so you know the potentials there. Yeah, I mean, they all have a great, a great deal of potential. And it's just that discipline that coming out and, you know, going through the rules, going through, you know, the steps, doing the things that you need to do, you know, when you get off the ball and not let yourself get caught up looking in the backfield, you know, or, or trying to do somebody else's job. I mean, that's one of the things we stress to them constantly is you have to do your job. Everybody's got to do their job. And, uh, John, um, flipping back to the offensive side of the ball before we take our first time out, um, you know, it, it just figures that this would happen. You had big plans uh for Josh Booker to play defense, yep. you get him out there in the first series, and then lo and behold, Keon Fordham gets hurt. So that's it for Josh on defense, basically. Right. And he has to play full-time offense. Uh, is Keon okay? Keon has a high ankle sprain right now. Um, he's going to hopefully get it checked on Thursday to be cleared, uh, but we'll wait and see on how that, that goes. But uh, right now he's, he's out. He did not practice Monday and Tuesday with us. Um, I'm not anticipating him to be full go if he is cleared uh, on uh, on Friday, and so um, hopefully, hopefully here then not maybe this week, but the next week he he'll be back out. But uh, you know that's the uh, the nice thing with having both of those guys is um, you know we were able to you know move Josh over to the defensive side and uh, didn't quite work out like we had planned, but um, you know Plan B happened and Josh ended up carrying the load on as the run, you know the one running back each you know for for each snap for us. Uh, on that, and and, uh, and he rolled with it and, and, and did a nice job for us. Yes, he did. Friday. No doubt about it. Hey, we're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we'll talk to our players of the game as the Manatee Hurricanes prepare for a huge district game at Riverview, Riverview Friday night. We'll be back to Buffalo Wild Wings right after this. Are you looking to get a great price on a new Buick, GMC, or Subaru? Conley and Bradenton. Need a reliable used car you can afford? Conley and Bradenton. What about great financing, expert service, and a reputation that's second to none? Yep, you guessed it, Conley and Bradenton. Hi, I'm Alan Conley. And I'm Chris Conley. From the time our grandpa started our dealership over 50 years ago, we have been proud to be part of this community. So for your family's next vehicle, come see our family, Conley Buick GMC and Conley Subaru. 800 Cortez Road West in Bradenton. Conley Buick GMC, where we treat you like family. 
Go Canes! Brown and Sons Funeral Home and Crematory wishes you the best of luck this season. Your manatee neighbor for over 40 years, the caring experts at Brown and Sons know how to guide you and your family through the difficult times. Featuring Trust 100 pre-planning, they'll handle all your local and long-distance needs. Celebrate the game of football, but when the game of life must end. Depend on Brown and Sons with two locations to serve you. Online at brownandsonsfuneral.com. When it comes to excellence in football, nobody beats the Manatee Hurricanes. When it comes to excellence in body shops, nobody beats Costantino. Costantino Body Shop specializes in collision repair with cutting-edge equipment and technology. Costantino helps you with your insurance claims and gets you back on the road. Life moves fast, and Costantino keeps you moving. 9th Street West in Bradenton. Details online at ConstantinoBodyShop.com. Bradenton's oldest and most trusted paint and body shop, Costantino Body Shop. First Manatee Bank is now a proud sponsor of Manatee Hurricane Football. Isn't it time for a better banking system? First Manatee Bank is a true hometown community bank, and that's hard to find these days. First Manatee Bank has a staff with a long history of service in our community. Whether it's personal or business, First Manatee will take care of all your banking needs. With locations in West Bradenton, East Bradenton, and Parish, there's a First Manatee branch close to you or bank online at firstmanatee.com. As a five-time pick by Super Lawyers Magazine, as a top Florida attorney, and as a longtime supporter of Hurricane football, Edwin Eddie Mulock brings more than 40 years' experience to the courtroom. Personal injury, wrongful death, medical malpractice, and criminal law, Eddie uses his innate passion for helping people and his extensive knowledge of the law to champion justice. Office is located in downtown Bradenton at 701 Manatee Avenue West. Call 748-2104. That's 748-2104. Or log on to MulockLaw.com. Uncle Sam wants you to buy American at Dominic's Blinds and Decor. Our quality is superior to the imports. Just remember, at Dominic's Blinds, our shades are made in Alabama, not China. Call 922-2345. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. AM 930, Stress Saver, Traffic Report. Good evening, 75 northbound, slow ride approaching the Manatee River Bridge. This update brought to you by R.J. Kilty Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. The Soto Bridge, the Business 41 Bridge, and the Skyway all looking pretty good. No problems on State Road 64. State Road 70, this will be an eastbound crash around 26th Street West. has eastbound slow in that area. Fruitville, Bee Ridge, Clark Roads, University Parkway, all trouble-free. Taking a look in the Venice area, Tamiami Trail, Venice Avenue, Jack Randall Boulevard, looking okay. Do you have what it takes to work for R.J. Kilty Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling? Now hiring experienced plumbers are great pay and benefits. Apply now, rjkielty.com. Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. Allen will take it and leads in for the touchdown. Welcome back. To Hurricane Hotline, hosted by Dave Bresto and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bresto and coach John Booth. All right, welcome back, everyone, to Hurricane Hotline. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings, corner of Cortez and 41. And if you're out there driving around on your way home from work, Get on out here. We've got uh, Major League Baseball on the big screen. We got uh, the replay of our game. Eh, 
you know, some good plays in this game, no doubt about it. But overall, of course, uh, disappointing 42-33 loss. And we are talking about the rest of the season for the Hurricanes and what has to happen. What has to happen is Manatee needs to win out in district play, and then we're in the playoffs. It just depends what Riverview does as far as whether or not we would be the champion of the district and get to host the first game or if we would have to go on the road. And by the way, the teams that we are paired up with in the first round would be the Dr. Phillips district and the second place team. Well, really, the team that's tied with Dr. Phillips right now is um, Olympia. Mm -hmm. And they play Friday night. So we will know after Friday night. We'll basically know after Friday night, uh, you know, how it looks and whether or not we're going to Newsom with the district championship on the line. Right. So that, that, that that's good. And then uh, there's some other games going on. Uh, this weekend's a pretty good weekend. Uh, you've got Braden River playing Palmetto. That's elimination. If, in fact, uh, Palmetto wins, they'll make the playoffs and barring any huge upset mm -hmm. in the last week. And then uh, if Braden River wins, they would be the runner-up. This is for the runner-up because Venice was able to knock off Braden River. They jumped out on Braden River early if you didn't see a capsule of the game. Basically, they were up by a touchdown, then two touchdowns. Then Braden River, give them credit, they came storming back. Had a chance at the very end, but um, Venice was able to get the win at Venice, and Venice's really in the catbird seat in that district. So right. some exciting football, John. It's, it's, it's playoff time, really, like you said. Essentially, that's where we're at right now. And we're going to go out now to Gene Brown, who is with our uh, players of the game. Gene has uh, our defensive player of the game is Quay Mays. And on offense, it is Javarius Pollock. And uh, Gene, are you ready? Yeah, we're just over here talking about, you know, how exciting – the rest of the year is going to be and what's going to happen and make things fun because, you know, this season isn't over and some people are giving up on us, but none of us are giving up on our players and our team. So and the coaches I know aren't and the players aren't. So um, we'll come out here, talk with Mr. Pollock first. So congratulations on being here and obviously uh, a little bit disappointing with the way the game went, but you had a great game. And, and uh, what is the spirit of the team now? We, we seem like we're ready to bounce back and, play the rest of the year and come out and win the rest of them and have a good season? Yeah, I feel like the spirit of the team, it's coming back. We're shaking off from the loss that we just took, but we're going to have a good rest of the season. We're going to do good for the rest of the season. Good. Well, you had some great catches and, and some great runs, and, you know, Riverview came out, played a good game. We, you know, didn't have things go our way, but what we got to do is bounce back, like you said, and just come out and uh, kind of seem to uh, surprise people as we get going whether we're on the road or whether we get a little bit lucky and, you know, win our games and don't worry about the rest. Yeah. Um, I feel like I like the – well, for the game that I had, I like to thank my teammates, my offensive line for blocking for me, my quarterback for making the throw, the right throw, and just us executing on certain plays. But as a team, I feel like we could have played better than what we did um, this right, well, last Friday. And – we're shaking off from the loss that we took, but we'll come back and be better the rest of the year. Good. Well, keep it up. Keep the spirit up. And, and we're all – I know all the boosters are out there still cheering, and we're going to be behind the team. Our three road games will be fun, and we'll come back and surprise everybody and win five in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. 
Yeah, Javarius uh, had an outstanding game. Um, statistically speaking, uh, he played quite well. And if you look at uh, he had five catches for almost 100 yards, averaged 19 yards a catch. And like you said, John, uh, your best blocker on the perimeter. Right. He made a couple big-time catches. We had a, a, an RPO called early, um, executed it well, and, 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 and he was wide open in the end zone. Uh, we did another sprint out, corner route with him. Uh, A.J. threw a nice ball, but uh, he had the, uh, the the safety draped over him and just made a fantastic catch for a touchdown. But the biggest thing for us was we weren't able to get the perimeter run game going like we needed to. Uh, so our halftime adjustment was moving uh, Javaris back in, out to that outside receiver. Uh, and just he just did a great job, set the edge for us, and was allowing us to be able to get some of those outside runs in the second half. And our player of the game on defense is Big Quay Mays, number 44. Go ahead, Gene. All right. Um, Friday night you had 12 tackles, came out, and uh, Riverview has always had a big, strong offensive line. But coming in there and, you know, what you did was a, was a great feat. Obviously, in the second half, the defense stepped up a little bit and, shut him out and unfortunately we weren't able to get enough but um, tell us about you know the uh, season for you and what's going on so far coming through and, and what we're going to do the rest of the year um, <clears throat> I feel like as a team we should like we don't we're not as determined as we should be so I feel like we have to pick the intensity up and uh, execute more and come together more as a family and We'll be more dedicated to the game of football. Sometimes when you look at it, adversity brings you closer together. And at this point, we just got to be us against the world and come out and really just uh, show people that we are Manatee and we're going to come back and, and stronger than we, we need to be. Yeah, I agree with you on that. All right, well, congratulations. Keep up the work and keep working hard. And, and uh, we were talking earlier, and then you said something that impressed me that, you know, sometimes – all of us have to step up as we get going, and that's a great thing. And you know, become a team leader and, and a little bit more vocal, and that's that's okay. Yeah, I agree with you. Thank you. See, Quay's an agreeable guy. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it, Walt, you were talking about the play of that young man, and um, he definitely is the most improved lineman I've seen this year for Manatee. Uh, he, Kind of looked like he was feeling his way around earlier in the season, and he, he's he's bearing down now. Yeah, he's really he's really come on these last two or three games and uh, getting off the ball well, you know, using his hands, getting through, taking the yard, you know, and then uh, getting to the mesh, which is uh, you know, which is what we ask of him. John, if you look at um, what we have coming up, uh, Riverview, we did you um, take your team from Bloomingdale there to play them at all? Tampa River, yeah, we, yeah they because, were in the uh, same district up there. I don't, I, I believe Manatee may have, we may have played there years ago, but certainly not recently. No, no, yeah, but we were in the same district up there. So yeah, you're uh, used so to pretty familiar with that. Yeah, how's the facilities up there and everything? Or the uh, pretty typical with Hillsboro? Other, yeah, pretty ish. typical to what we <laughs> yeah. what we've seen from our yeah. other uh, district opponents. Now you, you might want to let people know who are planning on going up there because uh, many people haven't been there. Basically, you're talking uh, you, you go up to the Riverview exit, is it? Riverview exit, uh, very quick turn off of uh, off the interstate. Um, 
uh, down Boyette and, and uh, pretty pretty close Maybe off right there. So, yeah, on the right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you yeah. don't make any turns. It'll be right there on the yep. right. The only thing I will say is there's one in, one out gate. That's it. So, so try to get, get there on the road early because yeah. you're going to be dealing with a lot of, of the uh, 5 o'clock traffic anyway, right. you know, around uh, the Ruskin area heading mm-hmm. up to Riverview. Yeah. So, um, and then after that, it's Newsom and then Southeast and then into the playoffs. If you look at it, were you surprised at all by some of the other games that have, you know, I mean, we talked about it before and who was going to show up other than Manatee, mm-hmm. uh, and we thought Riverview, but certainly Newsom is one team that we've looked at, and Palm Harbor now seems to be playing pretty good football. Right, and that's, you know, that's something that we, we had said early in the, in the season is, you know, any one of these teams has potential to put up points. We saw that with Palm Harbor throughout last season and, and really into this season. Um, I've played against uh, Newsom for several years now uh, and, and seen what their ability to put points on against really anybody in Hillsborough County. I've seen them put points against Plan. I've seen them put, you know, they, they can they can do that. And, and I played against or coached against them when uh, they had a guy named Will Worth playing quarterback who now was leading navy who oh, just beat wow. houston yeah so yeah uh they, they've had some guys that have played there and, and some pretty good players but uh um you know so i i could i could have seen them get in the mix and then certainly what uh sarasota rivers is doing um and has done they've been a kind of a, a work in progress but coach johnson's got them got them really playing well right now so um you know it's it's a it's a good competitive district right now it really is, and a lot of people were talking about, oh, it's not that strong of a district. Well, yeah, no, I, th- I think it is. I think you've got uh, several teams, again, that are pretty darn good, and Steinbrenner has taken a little step backwards, but they've had some and injuries they were, they, They've had too. some injuries, particularly on the week they played us, uh, but they also lost a lot of uh, seniors to graduation, and so um, they, they've been kind of forced to play with some younger kids and, and then some of their uh, – their playmakers offensively were hurt early in the season. Well, it'll be interesting to see how Riverview responds after right. their big win, the right. biggest win that Todd's had right. there since he's been there. Now they have a chance to, to take control of things. So it'll mm-hmm. be very interesting to see because I think their last opponent might be Alonzo, I think, in the district. I'm not sure. I want to say it is. I don't, yeah, because they've already played uh, Palm Harbor and Steinbrenner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it would be Alonzo. So essentially, uh, not not to take anything away from Alonzo, but if they can get this win, they'll be in a really, really good position. So right. it'll be interesting to see how they respond this right. week. Absolutely, because they haven't they haven't been in that position where all of a sudden, oh gosh, you know, we can mm-hmm. go ahead and win the district mm-hmm. probably with a win. So what's the uh, you know as you head up to Riverview, Riverview on paper. Uh, you know, I would say not at the level of some of the teams, but obviously it's not really – we don't really have to worry about Riverview, do we? We have to worry about Manatee. That's it. And we've got to play We've got to play our, our brand of football, um, our level of execution that, that we expect. And, and uh, you know, it's one of those weeks, particularly defensively, that, uh, you know, we've got to respond, but it's it, we don't have to go out and do something that we're not accustomed to doing. Uh, this week it's 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 – Responsibility. Somebody's got to take the dive. Someone's got to take the quarterback. Someone's got to take the option pitch. And we've got to have guys in position doing their job uh, each play. And um, they've shown, you know, just watching film against Sarasota Riverview, uh, they've shown that they can eat up a lot of yards 
Um, they played Alonzo and just beat Alonzo, and, and uh, they've got a lot of yards with guys kind of being out of position. So if we take care of our job uh, defensively, we, sh- we should be okay. Um, and, and the same thing kind of goes with, with uh, offensively. Um, you know, I like what the look that they've given us. I, it looks pretty good for some of the things we like to do in our pass game, and, um, and, and I think we've got some things that we can do that we've adjusted this week f- to help with our run game uh, to kind of combat what they do defensively. Uh, but it comes down to it, it, our old strength and conditioning coach in college used to always say that football is a game of blocking and tackling. And you can create all the schemes that you want to do, but if you can't block and tackle, you're not going to win. And so it comes down to us executing at the level that we, we need to. All right, it will be Manatee and Riverview, Riverview, Friday night on the road and a big district game. We're going to take our last time out of the night, and when we come back, we'll continue on with Hurricane Hotline live from... Buffalo Wild Wings. Former Hurricane Chuck Howard knows what it takes to be on a championship team. Howard Leasing is proud to sponsor the Hurricanes and ready to champion solutions for your employee leasing needs. Big business, small business. Howard Leasing covers it all from payroll processing and workers' comp to human resources and employee benefits. Get on the winning team with Chuck Howard and all the pros at Howard Leasing. Details available online at howardleasing.com. Again, that's howardleasing.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine proudly supports Manatee High School and Hurricanes football. Dr. Dan Lamar, a former Hurricane, is the team's medical director. Dr. Lamar and the staff of experts at Coastal Orthopedics are recognized leaders in sports medicine and wellness technology. And with offices in West Bradenton, East Bradenton, and Lakewood Ranch, they're always close by. Details online at CoastalOrthopedics.com. CoastalOrthopedics.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, keeping you in the game. Hurricane fans, if you're in the market for a newer pre-owned vehicle, Perkins Automotive Group is your low-priced leader. Perkins has a great selection of new cars featuring Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Mitsubishi, and Nissan. And don't forget, Perkins has the very best deals on pre-owned vehicles. Family-owned and operated for over 60 years. Visit Perkins on 1st Street and on Cortez Road in Bradenton. Or go online at Perkins.com. When you take time out to dine out, Canes fans know to head for the island and huddle up at three of the best waterfront restaurants around. The Sandbar Restaurant, Anna Maria, the Beach House in Bradenton Beach, and the Mar Vista Dockside Restaurant on North Longbow Key. Great views, the freshest seafood, and real toes in the sand waterfront dining. The Sandbar, Beach House, and Mar Vista. A touchdown the whole team will cheer for. M&L Cabinets is a proud supporter of the Manatee Hurricanes. Bring your home to life with cabinetry solutions for any room. M&L features top quality products, including medallion cabinetry. M&L understands your desire to create a room that is both functional and stylish while maintaining a budget. M&L Cabinets is family owned and operated in Manatee County since 1995. Visit our showroom at 7459 Manatee Avenue West and online at mlcabinets.com. I had deals to be done and sales to be made, but I also had a company to run. And I was spending more of my time on HR, tax, workers' comp, and payroll hassles than I was on making money. That was costing me time and opportunities, so I called Tryon Solutions, local, here in Metro Detroit. Tryon takes the hassle out of running your company, so you can focus on what matters most. 
Tryon took care of my HR, tax, payroll, compliance, and workman's comp so I could do what I do best, business. And Tryon's working big time. Tryon Solutions works for me. TryonWorks.com. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation. Loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. AM 930. Stress Saver. Traffic Report. Good evening. 75 northbound still slow between State Road 64 and the Manatee River Bridge. And in the Palmetto area, Tamiami Trail northbound delays a little heavy between 10th Street East and 17th. This update brought to you by the Venati Spine Institute in Hudson on U.S. 19. No problems on the DeSoto Bridge, Business 41 Bridge or the Skyway, State Road 64, State Road 70, University Parkway, Fruitville, Bee Ridge, Clark Road's all in pretty good shape, and 301 and 41 moving well between Bradenton and Sarasota. 30 years of experience allows the Bonatti Spine Institute to target the true roots of your back and spine issues. Bonatti succeeds where others fail. Check their website, bonatti.com. Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, hosted by Dave Presto and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Presto and coach John Booth. Welcome back, everyone, to Hurricane Hotline. We are live at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's half-price wing night, so if you're out there cruising around, jump in here and get some of these fantastic wings, and we'll be... uh, talking hurricane football for the next 15 minutes or so john booth head coach at manatee and walt smith defensive line coach here tonight and i want to talk a little bit about uh walt some of the players that you've coached that are on playing college football now um just kind of give us an update because man uh, they're they're all over the country playing and uh, a lot of them are doing quite well yeah dave they really are uh, uh, demarcus christmas is probably going to be at the game uh Friday night because they have a they have a bye week this week and and uh, as you know he's he stepped up and been starting and, and just really doing well. Uh, Keller, uh, yes. uh, he's just Marshall. You yep. know, he's seen starting. a few of his plays. He's starting and uh, defensive end. You know, just doing extremely well. Dossie is at Ferris State and uh, you know he's, they he's love doing him extremely up there, well. Doing great. Yeah. yeah, they do. Well, he was a he was a probably a low d1 kid that that went you know to ferris and they got a real break there i think yeah know? they did and and we've had so many kids go there it's like manatee of the north right you know? <laughs> danny doyle yeah danny uh, doyle's at duke. At duke yeah getting, he's getting doing extremely well. time yeah. yeah 
So the defensive line, uh, yeah, could we get a couple of those kids back in uniform? Um, I mean, we just had this just so much talent on the line, and not that we don't have talent now, but uh, it, it goes in cycles, doesn't it? Yeah, it was a it was a real pleasure to uh, have an opportunity to work with those kids because they were just uh, excellent, uh, focused, you know, and, and go out there and do a great job, and it's and it's showing, you know, in their college play. And I saw. Uh, Broderick Yancey up at uh, Temple, John, mm-hmm. is, is doing great. Yep. And, uh, you know, as a receiver, and we, we've got um, a lot of receivers and uh, just offensive linemen, again, all over the country playing. And it, it makes Saturdays kind of fun, doesn't it? It does. And, and what's neat, too, is even just our seniors that graduated last year have a significant amount of those that are starting now as true freshmen, too. Yep. So it's neat to see those guys getting some experience at an early age, too. I think this is Darius's last year up at Iowa State, but I think they moved him to defensive end. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. All right. And um, Iowa State heavily recruiting some of our players right now. They are. And one of our former players, uh, running back, who I'm sure everyone knows. Um, so yeah, they they just they, they they keep coming to Manatee to to get the talent, and uh, it's good to see. And not only guys, is it players from Manatee? Man, players that we played against. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, Jabril Pepper's name kind of stands out. Uh, John, it was before you got <laughs> yep. here, but uh, he was playing for Bosco, and he came in as a sophomore, and we were like, who is this kid? He was just all over the field, and now now he's in the top five of the Heisman. Right. And then uh, a few years later, we had Jalen Tabor come through mm-hmm. for friendship, mm-hmm. and Jalen is making a name for himself. So, uh, and, and, and Sean White's playing awful well at Auburn all of a sudden, which – Brings me to my next topic, John. I wanted to talk a little bit about the, uh, you know, when you look at Sean White and, and what he does for Gus Malzahn, this offense, the, the kind of up-tempo Auburn-style offense, what Auburn would like to play it. Mm-hmm. We've seen it a couple times this year, and um, it's hard to defend, isn't it? I mean, it's, well, a, it's an offense that if you run it well, and that's the thing, though. It's very difficult to run. Right. Well, it all stems from the quarterback, and it's, a, it's decision-making that, that on his part, um, timing with motions and and uh, but we we give we give AJ a lot of uh, a lot of information that he's got to process in a very short amount of time and uh, he's got to put us a lot of you know pre snap reads and, and and a few post snap reads certainly at you know Auburn's level there's even a bigger package that that they've got to kind of go through and so um, it really stems from the quarterback and you look at how their their offense has kind of struggled. They really haven't had haven't that had a quarterback, quarterback yeah. set for the last couple of years, and so uh, it's tough to, to do that. It's a quarterback-driven uh, game right now, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, and, um, you know, we're, we're no different. I mean, our offense runs, you know, because of A.J. And, and I go back to the game in Alabama <laughs> when both offenses were just incredible, mm-hmm. but they haven't lost a game still, right? No, they're still undefeated, yeah. And that, Playing that, really, really well. Well, I think it's the best high school offense I personally have seen in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, and, and but, but he was schooled under Gus Malzahn. Right, played for him in high school. <laughs> That's what's and, yeah. so interesting yep. about it. Yep. And he has a quarterback there now that, boy, the night we played him, he was he was well, just and perfect. That's, and that's carried on throughout the season. It's it's been fun to kind of keep up with him and and uh, their team and see how they're they're doing and, and playing. But they're playing really really well, putting up a lot of yards, putting up a, a lot of points. And you're right. If you get that quarterback, like when Auburn had. Uh, Cam Newton and Nick Marshall. That offense and Nick, yeah, that offense was just, oh man, it just looked dynamic, right? You know, so it, it, and Oregon ran it, 
But now, Oregon all of a sudden doesn't have the players or, or something, so Oregon's struggling. Mariota. You know, yeah, or Mariota. <laughs> right. So um, you have to kind of change things up. So it's just interesting, the dynamics. Of, and, and it got me thinking, too, what team – would we like to play? What what team has our defense fared the best? And I think we we play the best against just a kind of a normal spread option type team. Mm-hmm. Um, we seem to defend that really well. We've had a little bit of an issue with a power running mm-hmm. and a little bit of an issue with the real up-tempo. Right. And the up-tempo, what's tough, too, is, um, it, you know, obviously the, it, it gasses your D-line. And so, right. you yeah. know, when you got to kind of either roll through a lot of guys or um, if they do it well, the offense – you know, gets to the ball quickly, uh, it eliminates the ability to, to transition guys in and out. And we, we ended up getting caught on that a few times yeah. uh, Friday night. We weren't able to get guys on and off the field quick enough uh, because of how Riverview was running. Now, have they have they done that most of the games this year? No. It did, didn't mm-hmm. seem like it. Now, do you think they went back and saw – the Alabama and said, "Hey, you know, let's let's or the Venice game. Let's take a shot, yeah, yep. or the Venice, and let's take a shot mm-hmm. at this." So, mm-hmm. uh, basically, what we may see it again. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And um, again, if you can knock that quarterback out of rhythm, yep. you've got a great chance there. And that's it. And getting get penetration with yep. our with our D line and. Um, as, Colt, as Walt was saying, you know, getting a yard in the backfield and, and creating some pressure back there, it, it just disrupts a lot of things. And so, um, but you know, really, any of those types of offenses, there's always a read. We're reading somebody. It's either a D lineman or a linebacker. Uh, some of what we do in our pass game, we're reading secondary. The one we we had Polak in the end zone, we're reading safeties on the, on that. Safety stays back. We're we're giving it if he drives a, the run, we're going to throw it and got somebody wide open, and it makes it very tough. Uh, on a defense to defend uh, because it, it creates teams to play passive because I don't want to get beat deep, so I'm going to, you know, and then it creates run lanes. And so that's the whole gimmick of the offense of what we're trying to do and, and what these spread offenses are doing that you're seeing with these RPOs and a lot of these things. And, and uh, it's very challenging for, for a defensive player to to uh, to try to defend everything. And uh, uh, But, you know, it just, it, it just creates more where you have to be um, – you know, technically sound and, and responsible and, and uh, disciplined. And, and Walt, it gets back to what I always say: you got to get pressure on the quarterback. Yep. And and that's what it makes it difficult because snap after snap after snap. But you got to keep that motor up, don't you? Yeah, you got to keep got to keep the motor running. You got to keep the pressure on. You know, every every single down. You know, you can't take you can't take a down off. Because when we started to get pressure the other night is when we started to stop, and we had. We had multiple stops in that second half, the yep. defense did. And, uh, again, it's just that we didn't combine it with then, you know, doing what we needed to do on offense. So it wasn't, uh, you know, it's a team thing. I That's mean, you can't, you can't point fingers anywhere. A lot of people around the town have been, you know, critical of the defense. And, and I point out, I said, yeah, they haven't played great. But, you know, when they don't play great, we've got uh, an offense that's supposed to win the game for mm-hmm. us. And that's, that, that's kind of what you expect. And that's it. And that's what we tell. I mean, we tell our offensive guys that every single every single game. Our, our job is, yeah, our job is to score points on offense. It doesn't, doesn't matter what the score is. You have your internal scoreboard of am I doing my job correctly? Am I winning my one-on-one battle? And am I scoring every single time we're in? Defensively, you know, it, we've got to get three and outs and force to punt and get off the field. Yep. And are we doing that or are we not? And then, you know, but – 
you know, we, we've just we've got to we've got to do that all at the same time. We can't have you know the inconsistencies of sometimes we're doing it, sometimes we're not, uh, and that's what we challenge our kids with in practice is is that C word being consistent. And are we doing that every single day in practice? Are we doing every single play on Friday night? Well, I mean, it, that, that's got to be. I know it's tough on you because you, you know what you want. You've seen it some, but not enough. So how do you get them to do it all the time? That's the magic formula, we, and right? We, and we keep stressing it and keep working at it, and uh, you know, and and eventually, you know, hopefully we'll we'll get it. And that's and that's the thing. And, and I think that as we as we point some of these plays out, um, we've seen our defense play extremely good football, really good, fast and physical. Um, and we've seen our offense play really, really good football. And so it's just a matter of being consistent uh, each day and in, in, uh, in practice and preparation. And, and then obviously on Friday night doing the same thing. But, you know, when, when you practice inconsistently, um, you play inconsistently. And so we've got we've to do a good job of bringing to the practice field a game type, you know, of atmosphere and environment. Uh, which is tough to do, you know, each and every week. But that's the mentality that we've got to have every single day. Do you see that, okay, is there light at the end of the tunnel? I mean, um, you know, some years, you know, heaven forbid, it's just, you know, not your year. But I, I still see with this team that, okay, this team can do something special. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. You, and you, you said the word earlier uh, was potential. And, um, you know, we've got, uh, we've got a lot of new faces. A lot of young faces, and, um, and and that potential is there, and we're seeing spurts of that. And so, what we've got to do a, a good job as a, as, a, as coaches uh, is developing that potential to where, you know, there's an old saying that potential gets you fired because you know if there's potential, that means we're not actually doing it. And so, we've got to get that potential uh, executing um, of what they're capable of doing. And so. Um, and spurts is not—it's not—it's not good enough. And so we've got to make sure that we're doing it consistently. Well, Dave, I also think that uh, to back up what John said, the, the kids are starting to uh, get deeper and deeper and looking at film, you know, day in day out, and they're starting to see some of that consistency and some of the things that you know we're we're stressing to them. So you know, they're stepping up, and I really believe that the you know the next three weeks we're gonna we're gonna really see some consistent play and some and some solid play. You know, out of our guys. Sometimes you you take two steps forward and a, and a step back, and you know we had taken two or three steps forward recently. Mm-hmm. And you know if you have to take a step back, I mean you do, and then you know hopefully we'll take four or five or six or seven steps forward. Now that's the goal. Have you? How about leadership, John? Have you seen the players step up, uh, especially you know after this game? Uh, do you, are they rallying the troops, so to speak? Well, I think we're seeing that from our younger kids. Uh, well, that's good. which is which is encouraging and because uh, they're no longer young kids anymore right well, exactly <laughs> and so um you know it's and and, and that's where you want to you want to see and, and and really see those whoever that may be that may be a senior it may be a ninth grader um but whoever that kid is or kids are um you want to really see that and and really try to develop that those kids because um you know it's it, i don't think you can teach necessarily teach somebody to be a leader you either got it or you don't right and um and we're, we're seeing um we're seeing some kids really step up and try to get into that role i want to talk a little bit about uh the freshman because he seems to make big plays and i think you know as as he continues to get his hands on the ball he's going to be even more dynamic we're talking about Jaden robinson absolutely just a 
tremendous speed. Um, just got a great ability to make people miss, um, and uh, and it just it, it shows. I mean, you, you know, you, you you see a kid like that who's got all the confidence in the world. Um, we talk about leadership. He's one of our young guys that that is really stepping into that role. Uh, which is which is kind of awkward and uncomfortable for a ninth grader because he doesn't know his place, so right. to speak. And um, you know, it kind of puts a, you know some people off as a young person who really hasn't done a whole lot on the varsity level. All of a sudden, coming in with this much confidence, but all of a sudden in the the Armwood game, he makes some big plays, and it's like, oh wait a second, this kid can do it. And uh, it, he really hasn't taken a game. And off. he doesn't want to lose. No. He's got that competitive he's got that, spirit he's, he's that he's more competitive. You know, he said, "Hey, yep. you know, let's let's get rid of this right and now." Exactly. And so, anytime it seems that we get the ball in his hands, he, he's going to do something special with it. Yeah, we look forward to uh, to seeing more of him because, yeah. yeah, he is very, very dynamic. And again, only a freshman. Well, guys, uh, I know we're going to put it together. We got Riverview. And then we close the season, uh, district season at Newsom, and then, of course, Southeast. So good luck the rest of the way, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Thanks Walt. Thank you. All right, uh, that'll do it for Hurricane Hotline. Uh, some programming reminders. We will be on the air at 7 o'clock as the Hurricanes travel to Riverview, Riverview. That'll be uh, Friday night, and I want to remind everyone that a Manatee win, and then a Manatee win over Newsom, and a Newsom win over Riverview. Sounds like a lot, but it really isn't much. We'll give Manatee the district championship if the Canes win their next two games. We will be in the playoffs. It's just a matter of whether or not we are a runner-up. So we will know a lot more on Hurricane Hotline next Tuesday. I want to thank everyone involved in the broadcast. Ace Andrews back at the studio for Walt Smith and John Booth. This is Dave Bristow. So long, everyone. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call Select Quote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10 year, $500,000 policy for under $28 a month. I'm Select Quote Agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 1-800-509-1667. That's 1-800-509-1667. 1-800-509-1667. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at slowquote.com slash commercials. Your price can vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors not available in all states. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.